All right, appreciate you guys being a part of the show. By the way, you miss any part of the show, Travis and Sliwa show ESPN Apple on iTunes. You can catch the full two hours Monday through Friday. Clinton Yates filling in for Travis Rogers, who gave us, I mean, Clinton, the guy gave us a strong update of what he's doing up there in the Bay Area. First of all, what up? Second of all, he's wearing his white shoes with his white shorts, yeah. which means he is definitely feeling good about himself today. Yeah, and, and that's somebody that, I mean, if if – you're doing that before anything even starts. Plus, you know you're going to be taking down a couple of drinks. Plus, you know that you're, tea, you're teeing off at 11, and this guy's been uh, at the golf course since 9 a.m. It's a man on a mission here. It's yeah, a man I mean, on this, a mission. Is, this is the game face. That's exactly what that is. He's got his what I like to call bowl game unis on, you know what I'm saying, where you wear something a little special just because you're at a neutral site and you're never really going to wear that. <clears throat> That's a bowl game uni look, and he's got his yeah. pregame routine walkthrough, yeah, go. if you will, going well. I go all black on that one, just literally <laughs> top to bottom. I, I I don't know where those drinks are going to end up. Travis and Sliwa is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You know what? We do this. Uh, Travis likes to do this. We do kind of an overtime or bonus ask Slee. And when you got Manuel and Gardena calling in, uh, you get Manuel on the show. Manuel, what's going on? Thank you for calling in on this Friday, buddy. Hey, honored and humbled as usual to speak with the voice of the Los Angeles Lakers. Apologies to you and Funch for the other night. I was uh, working at the docks. It was kind of hectic, and uh, <laughs> this came and that, and, uh, you know, the call went to crap. But uh, Clinton Yates, I recently saw you on Around the Horn. Yeah. I always hear you, man. Respect, brother. Thank so, you, bro. Uh, appreciate that. Hey, I got a, an ask, Slee, but uh, let me get to the Lakers. Okay. Russell Westbrook. My God, man, I've been a fan of his since that coward Durant ducked out on him in OKC, first off. So mm-hmm. you you see where I'm going. Russell Westbrook, to me, is a special talent who's one of the few that understands how to play with this collection of talent. And, uh, man, I ain't kidding, man. I'm looking at back-to-back, maybe the old um, LeBron uh, going to Miami little scenario, you know, the not one, not two, not- Hey, man, we're about to run the table here with A.B. in his prime, all right? So, L.A. Laker fan, strap in your seatbelt. And uh, it's so crazy that Ballsy Balmer, the poor sap, richest guy on earth, is getting played by Uncle Dennis. Anyway, would Slee rather go 80 MPH on a motorcycle without a helmet Mm. or go base jumping off of the stratosphere at high noon barefoot okay you're gonna survive both which one are you doing slee love you guys uh, more injury more injury asks slee for us appreciate slee. you yeah. calling in man well appreciate you calling in um <laughs> is nobody getting on a motorcycle 80 miles an hour and don't say i'm not going to get injured i will get injured yeah so like, i'm doing the baseline do the baseline jumping um by the way just one quick thing on the lakers and then i want to i want to talk some dodgers baseball um the, the the Laker portion of the off season and the conversation and, and we might actually even get a chance. I, I you know, we got this from a Lakers media perspective that some of these uh, free agents will address the media at some point today. So we'll get a chance to potentially hear from guys like Russell Westbrook or Dwight Howard and we'll we'll wait to we'll wait to hear what list of players those are. Um Clint, there's going to be a bunch of questions all the way until we get into the regular season. And then when the regular season starts, we'll get a chance to see it. But 
this is one of those teams where you're either winning a chip or you're not. And that's yeah. that's kind of where the Lakers are every single year under LeBron James. That's how it's been since he's been here, more realistic once Anthony Davis came. And that's the expectation. So for those who you know maybe are upset that Alex Caruso didn't come back with the Lakers, and I'm with you on that one. Um, I'm a big fan of Alex Caruso. A lot of interesting moves that the Lakers made, but they're obviously putting all their chips at the center of the table. Yeah, I mean – I'm interested to see how long it takes them. Like like I said, Westbrook, LeBron, AD being on the same page is a different portion of the recipe for the meal than Dwight Howard, Carmelo, everybody else also getting in line. The big three I'm not worried about. What I'm what I'm very interested to see is how much fun these guys are having sort of immediately or whether or not, quite frankly, the pressure of being you know, the Space Cowboys is going to is gonna be a lot. And I don't mean that in terms of, like, their ability, their inability to get along. I think these guys are all great pros. It's just that at some point, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of talk. And I just wonder how that's going to go just in terms of a team-building standpoint. All right, let's talk some Dodgers baseball here. So yeah. a really, really exciting last week for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Part of that obviously has to do with the trade deadline. You got Max Scherzer. You got Trey Turner. I know Trey Turner's still not back yet, but there is some conversation that he could potentially play at some point this weekend against the Angels. But the the real news that I want to get into, and when I say exciting, you got two games against the Astros. That could be a World Series preview, all that stuff. Real news is, you know, we we were kind of scratching our heads about this Cole Hamels signing and saying, Cole Hamels? Guy's pitched, I think literally he's pitched a a game in the last year plus. 2019 is when he was most active. Why would you side Cole Hamels? And I remember Travis saying to me, he said, well, that makes me think maybe Clayton Kershaw isn't coming back as soon as we think he is. Maybe Clayton Kershaw is, this might be a little bit further down the road. So I mentioned that because there's a story that came out this morning that Clayton Kershaw could be out until September. Um, that's where you could probably expect him. Bill Shaken of the LA Times, um, Dave Roberts had said something to the effect, tells reporters he expects Kershaw to return sometime in September. That's not small news there, Clinton. It, it really isn't because um, we've been talking about Clayton Kershaw and just kind of having this assumption like, okay, hey, this isn't a big deal. He's just going to be out for like a week. All right, he's on the 10-day IL. Okay, now you're, you know, if we're saying sometime in September – we're talking another month here, and obviously right behind that becomes the, you know, you're in the postseason. You kind of look now at this uh, Max Scherzer deal, and maybe this wasn't a, hey, you just got another another pitcher at, out of, or out of at, I guess you could say luxury is probably the right way to put it. It's a necessity. You had to get Max Scherzer because... Trevor Bauer, nobody's expecting to come back to the Dodgers. You know, that's a different conversation. No need for that conversation. I don't think anybody's expecting him back. You thought Scherzer was probably replacing um, Trevor Bauer's role, but if Clayton Kershaw, if he's not expected back at least until sometime in September, let's just put it this way. Dodgers still are stacked. Urias, Walker Bueller, and, and Scherzer is an unbelievable three, but you thought you had five, six, seven guys before the season started. Now you're still kind of scratching and clawing. You know, when the Scherzer rumors first came up and the trade first happened, I remember one of the things I thought was, well, even if Kershaw does come back, mm-hmm. is he necessarily higher in the rotation than Scherzer? I'm like, because he'll be returning – 
to the roster, who knows how long it's going to take him to get in form. I mean, listen, Kershaw's been dealing with these injuries for a long time. So, like, you know, it's going to take whatever time it's going to take, and, you know, he can spend it as he needs. But, like, I was of the opinion before we knew that it was going to be until September that Scherzer jumped ahead of Kershaw on the rotation as was because of the form he was in. And because he's pitching. I mean, like, you know, it's as simple as that. Like, when the guy... He's available. He's in a groove. He's he's available. He's Mm -hmm. a good playoff pitcher. Dodgers fans know that because they saw it themselves. You know, I, I just... I'm not worried about the, the the Kershaw situation, but I'm certainly leery because I also don't want to get into a scenario where he gets back in late September. I mean, listen, the Dodgers are still four games back, you know, and you've got to find a way to throw him in a big game. And I'm not saying I don't trust him there, but if his body is not necessarily in the right place where you it's want it to take be, some time, he's going to take some time. You got to figure out whether or not he's even going to be on your playoff rosters. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but like you need available arms. Danny Duffy, the left-hander for the you know bullpen guy, he's coming out of the pen. Like there's a couple of interchangeable parts here because Urias and Price can also both interchange between the pen and starting. And so like. Dave's going to have to answer some questions here. You know, this is not necessarily just going to work itself out, um, you know, from an injury recovery standpoint. I think he's going to really have to figure out how he's going to use his staff because he's got so many options once the postseason comes up. But if they don't win enough games to get past the wild card, well, you got a big problem, and none of that matters anyway. Okay, so that, that's I think that's the probably the most important conversation here. When they traded last week for Scherzer, by the way, and, and now kind of looking at this hindsight, if Andrew Freeman didn't get this deal done, oh, and let's say Max Scherzer ended up with the Padres as you know it was kind of rumored, reported a few hours earlier before it actually ended up happening with the Dodgers, probably um, you know not the best report out there because it didn't seem like that it was that close. But just kind of saying that if he ended up with the Dodgers, we'd be having a much different conversation. Look, Scherzer is the dude's lights out. I think even what you said right there about. Um, even if Kershaw was healthy, well, who are you pitching second? Are you pitching right. are you Kershaw or Scherzer? It's a great problem to have, but it's also a legit conversation because it's Max Scherzer. This isn't just some <laughs> dude out of nowhere. It's exactly, Max Scherzer. Yeah. It's you make the stakes even higher, make the pressure situations even, you know, um, more pressure moments. That's when I shine more. That's Max Scherzer. So, um, but with all that being said, it, it is, uh, I almost feel like lucky is not the right word. Dodgers are stacked. Most fortunate. teams wish they were they fortunate might be the right one. Or maybe Andrew Friedman and you know knew that listen, I'm not hundred percent sure when Kershaw's gonna come back. And when you say sometime in September, sometime in September is a lot different than saying sometime in May or yeah. June or July. Sometime in September means do you know what's right around the corner? The postseason starting. So I, I think that obviously all fall, falls aligned with it. But you said something about uh, where the Dodgers are. They're four games back, four full games back of the San Francisco Giants, okay? And and the reason why I emphasize that, is there enough time? No question about it. Let me give you a good example. Dodgers are taking on the Angels. They got a three-game set against the Angels. Angels are a game above 500. I think they're six games out of the wild card. Nobody's looking at the Angels as a threat, right? But Angels can, you know, they took two or three from the Dodgers earlier in the season. This is baseball. It's not out of the ordinary for a team to to lose three in a row or lose two or three or whatever the case is. The situation that the Dodgers are in every single night is, are you gaining any ground on the San Francisco Giants um, or are you staying pat? And you're kind of starting to get to a point where, 
all right, there's, you know, we're kind of counting down the days here. It's not like there's 100 games left or something along right. those lines. So Dodgers got the Angels, um, and the uh, San Francisco Giants have the Milwaukee Brewers. So I, I will say this, if there's one positive note for the uh, for the Dodgers on this front, Brewers are a good team. They're 65-44. and 44. Um, They're a squad. Giants have a... Giants have a legitimate competitor over these next three days where the Dodgers you're going to expect to take care of business at Dodger Stadium. I hate to call things must-wins, and I don't know that I would call these must-wins, but like as much as we say they're critical oh, games they're cri- they're critical games thank you yeah. that they're critical games like all and, and people talk about oh it's april it won't matter oh in september all the games count the same mm-hmm. by the by that's kind of how it works you know what i'm saying and it's these games where you're mid season in the dog days are like oh whatever they'll make it up whenever no 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 you can talk from that point of strength when you're ahead in the standings. These are critical games to staying in the race so that you have a chance in October. Not just so we can describe the Dodgers as the best team in baseball. They need to get into this thing in the right position in order to set themselves up to win it because the wild card is just too much of a crapshoot. Ask the Nationals mm-hmm. who beat the Brewers and went on to win the World Series. It happens, yo. You, you you did not go get Max Scherzer to be in a one game playoff. No. You got you got Max Scherzer to solidify the division. That's why you went and got him. Obviously, for those who are just tuning in right now, Dave Roberts said about Clayton Kershaw won't come back until at least sometime in September is what he said. Um I can I just throw this out there real quick as the Dodgers take on the Angels? I can't tell you how disappointed I am in a three game set. Otani's not gonna be pitching at Dodger Stadium. I know, but you do get to see him play the outfield, okay? You can yeah, see the gazelle-like legs move it's about true. the cabin freely in right field. But even you know, Dodger fans, they appreciate absolute greatness. What Otani is doing, how cool it would have been to be, to have to see Otani have to go Mookie and then Muncie and then <laughs> Turner and Seager and Pollock and Taylor. Like that would have been cool too because. You're not going to get too many moments like this, obviously, to have Otani. And what he's done with the bat has been amazing. But it would also have been cool to see him take the mound at Dodger Stadium. Lucky me. I got to see him face a killer lineup at the All-Star game. There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> Fact or cap coming up next? Um, I don't know, uh, Clinton. I, I have a feeling you have a much better understanding what cap is. Than, I don't I'm, really. Let that, I'm that still figuring it a, out. That term is a little too young for me. Like yeah. I know it when I read it. I don't necessarily say it. So this is going to be a little awkward for your boy as well. <laughs> okay. Factor uh, factor cap coming up next. Plus at 1030, all the mistakes Dennis Schroeder made Oof. in this free agency and leading up to free agency. We're going to do that coming up at 1030. Factor cap coming up next. Say right here, Alan Sliwa and Clinton Yates, Travis and Sliwa show on 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE-FACT or CAP. Emily, take it away. 
Uh, before we get into factor cap, I just want to hear again your definition of cap, uh, Alan. <laughs> uh, cap is um, one of the greatest uh, players in the history of basketball, Hall of Famer. Number 33 has his jersey hanging outside or inside a Staples Center and then also has a statue outside. That's what we're referring to, right? That's what people talk about on, on – uh, <laughs> I don't even know the app. What's the app? Uh, uh, the TikToks? Is that oh, yeah, what you're yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah TikTok. <laughs> uh, so, cap really means you're lying. This is false. Uh, it isn't true. So, uh, Hold on. I have, to, I have to jump in. Okay, go ahead. Is cap yeah. a term that you use, like, in your daily parlance regularly? Like, if somebody came up to you and was like, yo, I just want a million dollars, would you be like, cap? That's cap. I, f- <laughs> I feel like it's only when that I'm like, is one, <laughs> I'm talking to another youth, <laughs> and two- <laughs> Which is not happening here. Right? <laughs> And two, I have to be kind of like emotional. Like I got to be like really into the conversation and it, and it kind of just comes out. I'm not just like talking to my to my mom and saying, oh, yo, this, you know, Alan Clinton. was capping with me earlier on the show. Killing uh, Clinton. Yeah. Listen, uh, Funches and I did Lakers talk on Monday. Funch, how many times did we say cap? We probably did it at least seven Ten or eight times. Ten times a segment. Ten times a segment, bro. <laughs> I'm constantly on TikTok. All right, what do we got? All right, so first uh, (laughs) statement. Anthony Davis will win a finals MVP before Steph Curry. Alan, is that fact or cap? AD wins an MVP... Wins a finals MVP? Yeah, finals MVP. Oh, Oh, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's fact. Because the Lakers have a much greater chance of getting to the NBA finals than I think the Golden State Warriors. By the way, Clint, that doesn't mean that the... You know we were talking about teams that kind of scare you in the Western Conference. Yeah. Can I give you a team that gives me a little bit of little bit of fear? You think Golden State Warriors? You think? Yeah. Let me tell you why. It's not even that they just got Clay Thompson, who is one of my favorite players in the league. Bro, they got assets. They, yeah. they can go make a move. They they need to go make a move. I mean, what are the Golden State Warriors doing unless they go out and try to go get another All Star to compete with the Lakers and kind of go mano a mano again to try to get back to the NBA Finals? But I, I don't think Steph Curry. Um, I don't think the Warriors, just as is, are going to get to the finals. And, and if you're Anthony Davis, man. If this is not your year, I don't know what year is going to be with LeBron going into his 19th season and all the chatter people had about AD. I say Anthony Davis. I say fact. I agree. This is a fact. If for no other reason than if the Lakers win the daggone NBA title, Anthony Davis is going to have to be the MVP, Mm. and that's for sure. Um, That's taking nothing away from Steph Curry, obviously the greatest shooter of all time, only unanimous MVP ever. So, like, you know, regular season. Finals MVPs, like – they're one of those things that are year to year. Sure, when you stack up a bunch, it matters. But like, nobody's ever going to tell me that Steph, Steph Curry didn't change the game of basketball. So like, what are we talking about here? You know, AD could use it a little bit more than Steph could, I think, for his legacy. Oh, what else we got there? All right. So Rolling Stone last week came out with an uh, article that named Beyonce's formation video as the best music video of all time. So my question is: yep. Is is that true? Is that the best vid- uh, music video of all time? Factor cap. Clint, why'd you go first on this one? Um, that might be a fact. If for no other reason than from a production value standpoint, mm-hmm. like music videos have come such a long way, and I feel like there's three different kinds of videos that exist now. One, it's the full pro- like movie production, almost unrelated to the song. Mm-hmm. Number two is just what's basically a 
a compilation of social media videos, like a, a, the old tour documentary style, where you're just kind of showing what you would normally do. But number three are the really well thought out sort of magnum opuses that are involved with the song. And Formation mm-hmm. is one of those, you know what I mean? So like, I just feel like from an effort level, yeah, this, this, this is a fact for me. This can be a fact. Man, I love saying this is Cap. You know what I mean? Like I feel, I feel like pe- listeners are out there. My Alan is so much cooler than I thought. This guy always <laughs> says Cap. All right, it's Cap, and let me tell you why. It's got nothing to do with Beyonce. It's got nothing to do with everything that you just said. All those great performances. Did we forget about Thriller? Did we forget about Smooth Criminal? Did we forget about some of the videos Michael Jackson was putting out back in the days? <laughs> about is it ten just Michael me? Jackson videos better than Funches. Beyonce's video? <laughs> Fudges is it just me, or I feel like this is this should be just a list of on, on its own with just Michael Jackson videos. I think it's Cap for that. I think it's you got so many of these classics, and maybe I'll fall more into the classic theme because those are just you know those are. They're so memorable, and I, I go Michael Jackson on that tape one. Of videos, say that again with the songs. People forget that she dropped the whole mixtape surprise with a bunch of songs plus videos. Like yeah. you were, it was an additional part of the be, of the of the yeah, she's, experience. She's not, on my top. Paid. She's on my top forty. I mean, don't get me wrong. Wow, <laughs> this, you're lucky we're not in the same studio right now. I'd be fist fighting. You're out here talking about B like that. Come on now. Uh, yeah, that positive. album was a masterpiece. So yes, anyway, thank you. Uh, and and not just musically, like like Clint said, it was visually a masterpiece. Anyway, uh, so the Hall of Fame inductions are this weekend. So here's my uh, statement for you: Philip Rivers will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Alan, factor cap. Uh, I'll go cap. And this is somebody who's a big fan of Philip Rivers. You know, I, I grew up in San Diego, so Chargers was my jam. Then they moved up to L.A. Nobody cares about them. They turned their back on San Diego. Everything changed. If there's one dude I kind of respect the most, Philip Rivers actually cared about SD in that whole process. But I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I look at, and I would have to look at other stats and compare him to other people who are first ballot Hall of Famers, and I'm not going to be the guy next week when Kirk Morrison's here. I think Kirk will give uh, a, a NFL answer on that one. But he's not he's not a player, Clinton, that I think of right out the gate. Like, oh, yeah, that, that one's a no question about it. He didn't get to a Super Bowl. He didn't win a Super Bowl, and I think that has something to do with it as well. Philip Rivers, first ballot Hall of Fame personality will not be making first ballot Hall of Fame as a player. Sidebar, Emily, when I came to town, I decided I was going to be a Bolts fan because they have the best uniforms in the city, number one. Number two. Aren't the uniforms the same as the Rams? Oh, no. Oh, don't, no. don't get me started. Oh, no, Clint, 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 I'm not kidding here. I swear, a couple weeks ago I was at a Target, okay, doing some high-end shopping, and I go down one of the aisles, and it was just all sports, right? SC, Kings, Lakers, I couldn't tell the difference between the Rams and the Chargers. Is that who is that? Let me tell you something. Is that Rams when playing actual football? The uh-huh. team that changes their face mask colors and their decals week to week to keep up with the different details on their uniforms are mm-hmm. the Bolts, not the Rams. Okay, we love the Rams. The Rams are uh, the Rams are trending in the right direction. The Bolts have the best entire package of looks in the NFL. Long story short. Is that expectations are low? I love that. That's your. That's your. It, oh, don't worry about what they're doing on the field. Yeah. What do but, they look like on the field? I mean, expectations are low, and they have another young quarterback with a cannon like Philip Rivers and Justin Herbert. My point is, Emily, the Bolts bandwagon 
is plenty available to add some people if you want to. So I don't know if you care about the NFL. I sort of do, which is why I don't mind rooting for bad teams. It's not that big of a deal. But Phillip Rivers, funny guy. I think my 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 bandwagon's probably sitting on the Rams, but uh, I came from a Steelers. I was a Steelers fan growing up, so okay. I gotta I gotta stick. I do love the Fine. NFL. Fine. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll just have these seats at SoFi to myself. You know oh, what right. I mean? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I don't have seats yet. No, it, it won't be. It won't be to yourself. It will be with the opposing team that's playing the Chargers because there'll true. be and, 85 percent right, Chiefs, and Broncos, and Raiders and fans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nothing wrong with that. All right, I got one last uh, statement for you guys. It's kind of a Resolution from our conversation yesterday. Yeah. Uh, ketchup belongs on a hot dog. Clinton, fact or cap? Fact. Like, what? who are these people regulating what people put on their That's wieners? That's what I'm talking about. This I don't is get why, that. Clinton, this is why we get along. Man. I don't get that. Call up Travis. Okay, I don't even get that at all. Sidebar. Yeah. Um, hot dogs, sandwiches. Let me state very simply something I've stated many times before. Mm-hmm. The reason a hot dog... It's not a sandwich. It's because mm-hmm. without the bread, it's still a hot dog. All right, that's all. Okay, so real quick on the fact to cap. That's fact. I, I don't know why people are so against ketchup on a hot dog. It's not that big of a deal. Why are we making such a big deal? Why is Trav go out of his way for nine minutes to try to scold me on why ketchup doesn't belong on a hot Bro, don't put ketchup on your hot dog. What do you layer on your sandwich? Some people like mayonnaise. Some people don't. Some people like pickles. Some people don't. Right. I'm not walking around looking at people differently because they got a little ketchup or they don't have ketchup on them. And, guys, he his argument is so weak. Like, he says that sweet stuff can't go yeah, with salty stuff. I'm like, come on, what? bro. Let me say this. It is kind of funny when he says, listen, when you have no palate in your four-year-old, you put ketchup on things. But as you get older and you mature, you don't stay a kid. I love, I love his argument as you're only a child. If you put ketchup on Hot your- dogs are children's food. Like, what are we talking about here? There's not some advanced stage, you know, meal. You you, you got a bunch of people around. You know they're going to be kids. Hot dogs yeah. are the first thing on the list. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to tell doesn't you. doesn't make sense. All right, who knows what Travis is doing right now? How many he? How many, how many dogs in? has he faced? Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Um, okay, <laughs> that was factor cap. Thank you to Emily right there. When Appreciate we come it. back, did Dennis Schroeder... I, I, it's obvious that he made a mistake. We all know that he made a mistake. But there's a lot of things leading up to Dennis Schroeder as a Los Angeles Laker that I think rubbed people the, long, uh, the wrong way, and he still has not signed with the team. We'll talk about Dennis Schroeder coming up next. Plus, um, Clinton, I, I don't know if you got the chance to hear Robert Ory, obviously one of the Laker greats. He yeah. had his opinion on Dennis Schroeder, so that's coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. Travis and Sliwa is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You know, I don't know about you, Clint, but when you hear music like this on a Friday morning, it's just, it's a good morning right here. Roots Rock Reggae! <laughs> you know, I knew that, did you? You didn't know I had that. No, I, I, I knew you was had not that. ready for the drag bunt. I, I, <laughs> not ready for the drag bunt. All right, so, you know, one of the storylines this offseason has been... Think about all the different players and some of the different movement and Russell Westbrook coming to the Los Angeles Lakers and Lonzo ending up with the Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan saying he'll take less money but then getting paid and going to the Chicago Bulls. There, there's, been some, there's been some movement. One of the biggest storylines in the offseason has been a player that has not gone anywhere yet, Dennis Schroeder. You know, I, I said this to Trav yesterday. I, I'm not one of those that, you know, you know how big of a Laker fan I am. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of feel bad for his predicament, his situation. You know, I, I get when somebody says, you know, I've never been a free agent before. I want to go through that process. That's pretty much the theme that it was all season long for the Lakers. And, and listen, the Lakers offered him four years, $84 million. There's a lot of reasons why they offered him that contract. One of the reasons is they have the rights to him. So if they wanted to this offseason, go and shop him and do whatever they want to do, they'd have the, or in a year from now or whatever the case is. So I know it's all a business. Nobody's saying that players have to make decisions that is in the best interest of the franchise. No, you got to take care of yourself. And that's what Dennis Schroeder was thinking in his mind. He thought he'd have much more value in the offseason. That hasn't been the case. It's too but bad, I, too. I, 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 think, I think, Clint, I think this all started early on because I was in that first conference call that he had with Lakers media, you know, with some of the different media members where the question was, hey, are you willing to come off the bench? Like, has that been discussed? Because remember, he was a six-man-of-the-year runner-up. Right. And right out the gate, he's like, uh, no. Uh, I came to L.A. I'm, I'm, I'm going to – I better be a starter, that kind of stuff. And I think that kind of set this tone with Laker fans like, you know, is this guy kind of – is he all in? Is he with us? Is he not with us? And I think there was kind of a lot of feeling around that – here we are sitting today. Dennis Schroeder still hasn't signed. I think there's probably a lot of Laker fans saying, well, you got what you deserved. And unfortunately, uh, he's sitting in a position right now where I don't know what kind of money he's going to make, how much money he lost. I have no idea. And I got to admit to you, though, as well, Slee, is that when he turned that deal down, I was like, yo, bro, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did not understand where he thought this market was going to open up to because – Okay, sure, you guys are coming off of a good season, but like, yo, bro, you asking for you talking, you're openly talking about hundred million dollar contracts, like out there, like you're Dennis Schroeder, my dude. You know what I'm saying? Like you have already maxed out in a lot of people's opinions in terms of like how good you're gonna be and how much people respect you. I, I was blown away when he turned that down. I just didn't think it was a smart analysis of his own particular skill and predicament. That doesn't mean that I think that he should be making pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. I just remember thinking, whoa. Eighty-four million for a not—you know what I mean—for something that's not been driven up by anybody else. I was surprised. I really was surprised. And so, for him to be in this predicament now, I guess I just wonder—you know—how much of who he is as a player and as a guy affects a market like that. He's a bit of an agitator. You know what I'm saying? People don't necessarily flock to love him um, in terms of on the court camaraderie. But like, I don't know, man. I don't. I'm, I just still don't understand how we turn I have that your money. answer. I have your I answer. I really don't. Yeah. Have your answer. Because think about this. Point guards got paid this summer. They got paid. Did you see Lonzo Ball's contract? It's four years 84, right? Kyle Lowry signed three years 90 at age 35 or whatever age he's at. Chris Paul signed four years $120 million. Point guards got paid. So I think what you're referring to, this is not a matter of teams didn't have money. This isn't a this is not a matter of teams weren't out there looking for a point guard. They didn't want Schroeder. Right. He's they a role wanna, player point guard. I don't understand what he pay, thought. Right. Yep, go ahead. Go ahead. I just I just don't understand what he thought. Like, I mean, because listen, point guards got paid, but all the guys you named are completely different impact type of a player, Sliwa. You know what I mean? And they're and they were in different situations. Like yeah, Lonzo got four years, eighty-four, because he signed it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like Schroeder didn't. I, I just, I was. It's not that I really cared about whether or not he played for the Lakers or not for another season. I just, it really bothers me when guys make decisions in the market, and it's kind of, 
you know, it's kind of set up as, oh, well, he doesn't want to undercut himself or he doesn't want to mess it up for everybody else. Like, dog, I think he was he was punching a little bit over his weight for the position he was already in. And then to turn around and pass that up, just very quizzical decision-making. All right, listen to one of the uh, seven-time champion, one of uh, the most clutch players in the history of the NBA, Robert Orr, yesterday on the jump, uh, his comments on Dennis Schroeder. You sat there and said, oh, I want to return to the Lakers, but you wanted to play games. And now you are the disaster of your own game plan. You don't know what you're going to do. You probably lost about $60 million because you didn't sign with the Lakers. Now you probably had to sign a one-year deal because I don't think the Lakers are going to bring them back because they're stacked now. They have no room for you. They're already at the cap space, so you're going to have to find another home and try to start your whole career. He wanted to be a starter in this league. That's now, wherever he goes now, he's going to go back to being a backup. I just hope it doesn't turn out like an IT situation where you pass up all this money and then you can never recoup it. Why was I bobbing my head like I was at a Nas concert right there? Well, I'm saying, I, I thought, we I got mean, the like, ether beat under yeah. Robert Horry's How good was jump that? takes. What's that going on amazing. here? <laughs> What's going on here? I didn't know that, that. That that I was like, wait, is Funch just playing this in the background? Yeah, see, or is your, this boy, just... your boy CY steps to the plate, and all of a sudden everybody steps their game up. You know what I'm saying? We love it. Uh, that was, that was awesome. I think he's right, right so- though. The IT situation is the perfect example. Like, bro, you got this far on, I don't want to say minimal skills. I like Schroeder's game. But it's not like Schroeder's walking around town and everybody's thinking, oh, that guy's the best basketball player in L.A. That's a big offer for a guy in that spot. You know, at this at, at this amount of time in the league, it was stupid. For like the, the, time to turn it down. the IT, you know, the, the reason why Isaiah Thomas is different you know, obviously his injuries, that's the difference yeah. of his career. And DeMarcus Cousins, that's <clears throat> that's the difference in his career. They never got that opportunity to at their at their elite be healthy and go get paid. And and th- this is the one thing with Dennis Schroeder. I want to take a quick call here cuz I know we got a few uh, Laker fans lined up on this. I I don't feel like Laker fans felt a certain way about Dennis Schroeder in a positive sense. I mean, I and right. I could tell you that because if I'm doing a post-game show, I'm listening to how they feel about certain players. I'm listening to, okay, this player keeps – Kyle Kuzma would get demolished in a post-game show or on Lakers talk, and I'm like, why are we talking about Kuz? Literally, there's no angle for Kuz, and they wanted to talk about Kuzma, right? right? Like that happens with certain players. Dennis Schroeder was more of a – Schroeder, are, are, you, are you coming to the Lakers? Is your number one priority – to go win a championship, and I don't think it was. And I've said I don't. I don't fault him for that because he's at an age where money. He's going to go try to get that contract. But the the predicament with the Lakers was it was a little awkward because Lakers are trying to win a chip right now. You're in a position to win a chip, and they had a lot of players on the roster where I think their own financial means for this upcoming season was more of a focus. Now they obviously have changed that that. Um, perspective because they grabbed a lot of vets that have made money over their career, so money I don't think will be as big of a deal. Let's go to John in Beverly Hills. John, thank you for calling in. What's going on, John? You know, this is uh, something that all NBA players should learn from. You know, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Okay? And like, you know, was previously said, Dennis really maxed out at that 84 minute. That was, I think he far surpassed many of us who thought what his value was. But as far as Laker fans are concerned, the inception, when he came here and said, yeah, I know I came here to be a starter, even before he had proved anything, and just this sense of entitlement, I think kind of left somewhat of a bad taste in our mouth. And then when AD and LeBron got hurt, that was his time to shine. 
that was his time to show us what type of a leader and player he could be. And he did just the opposite. He went to a shell. And then the final thing, to go 0-6 in a playoff when it mattered the most, and no one's talking about how unaggressive he was in the games previous to that. So, no, Dennis Schroeder, he built his own grave, and now he's going to have to lay in it. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you, John. Well, I'll say this. You just swapped out uh, – for, for everything that he just said about Dennis Schroeder, you just swapped out a 32-year-old Russell Westbrook who's as hungry as any yep. player in the NBA. You're not going to have questions about effort. You're not going to have questions about is he bringing it every night. You're also not going to have questions about his contract because he's going to make $91 million over the next two years. Okay, let's do this when we come back. Clint, if you remember in the prep call. Yeah. Um, we brought up something about Kanye West, and Funches just lost it. He lost it. It's it's one of the greatest Funches moments that I've ever had. There's not a many things that get to Michael Funches, but for some reason Kanye West um, continuing to live at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, that one kind of set uh, Funches off a little bit. We're going to take more of your phone calls as well coming up next. 877-710-ESPN. You want to talk Lakers basketball. You want to talk Dodgers baseball. All that coming up next right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show. Clinton Yates filling in for Travis on 710 ESPN. Country versus country. You versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel. And almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are natural energy packs. Stay on task. Feel good fuel to power you through. A handful of almonds have six grams of plant-based protein. They're also an excellent source of vitamin E and magnesium. It can't get any easier to feel good so you can feel good. So whether you're podium topping uh, or printing at home, almonds are natural fuel for the best you. California almonds, own your everyday every day. <laughs> Travis exactly. and Sleewa was brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. So I just wanted to say something real quickly. Which Wait is a minute, that that's not a bad song right there. No, No More Parties in LA is a great song. He, 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 uh, he dropped that little two-pack. That when this when this this dropped and uh, that other song, the song where he talks about how his cousin tried to extort him out of like seventy five thousand dollars. This is anyway. on uh, Life of Pablo. Yeah, but like when they That's came out, beat. he dropped them like as a single. Like what is that song called? Family Business. Anyway, um, the place where Dennis Schroeder made his biggest mistake mm-hmm. was when he came. Just from a timing standpoint, the Lakers had just won it all, and here comes this guy walking in talking about what his next contract is going to be. And the fact that he's not trying to start, not trying to sit on the bench, it was just kind of like, whoa, buddy, we got to figure it out here. I, I don't really know who you think you are, Mr. German, walking in town. You know what I mean? There was a lot of different things that were sort of unfair to him, but it was like, what? Okay, you're Dennis Schroeder. What are we talking about here? You were in the G League for a stint like two years ago after things went awry with the Hawks. Like, And I, I don't know that anybody ever really – like it was sort of like that you only get a uh, what is it you don't get a second chance to make a first impression the first impression was weird you know and I, I, I don't yeah. think that it ever really caught on especially not after well what's his name from Beverly Hills just pointed out on the call especially not after his playoff performance it just it didn't stick you know yeah it was John from Beverly Hills you know Clint yeah. one, one other thing on that you're coming off a championship Rajan Rondo was coming off the bench Rondo was right like he knew and he understood, hey, <clears throat> whatever it takes to win a championship, that's all that matters. Right. And that's the mindset a lot of Laker fans had. You're coming in here to help this squad win a chip. I get you uh, You have your own individual, but it, let, let's say 
if the team needed you to come off the bench, are you going to make an issue out of that or are you going to come off the bench? Right. Well, it sounded like eight seconds into the first press conference or, you know, first Zoom call, no, that would that might be an issue. And that's why that's why we hear like when, when, when we hear Anthony Davis and oh well he's gotta play center, he's gotta play center. Push comes to shove, AD's gonna play center. And that's just yeah. it's gonna happen. He did it in the playoffs when they won their championship and that's why, you know, that they had a big reason to do with it. But one of the things I'm excited about and you know the, the, some of these players that are coming back. You think Trevor Ariza cares about anything other than winning a championship? No, Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> right. Dwight Howard, Carmelo Wayne Anthony. Ellington. By the way, a guy who, when he went to Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. conversely, did the same thing Dennis Schroeder did, and it didn't work out there. Didn't he work ended out. up having to figure it out because he didn't want to come off the bench, and it, it, it you know, it then took he spent a hard two years coming off the bench for <laughs> exactly. the Portland Trailblazers. So yeah. I, I, and that's why I say it is. It's great to have young talent, but when you're in the – and this is one of the things I was saying well before free agency was we need vets. You need guys that this is their goal. This is what they want to do. Okay, um, Funches uh, and, and Emily, can, help kind of set this up because I don't know if I fully still understand what's going on with Kanye <laughs> and his – how long has he been at Mercedes-Benz Stadium? How long has he been there? Living a good life? Probably like um, two weeks. I'd say, yeah, pay Probably. period. Okay, so two weeks – so he's recording his album there, correct? Yes, yeah, I guess he's finishing the album there. Finishing the album there. Yeah. Okay. So he's finishing the album there. Then all of a sudden, um, fans get to go to Mercedes-Benz Stadium and hear the release of his album, right? Well, this is the second listening session. There was one before he started living there that listening they had. Listening session. Yeah. And then the one <laughs> last night was like the finished product listening session. Listening session. Okay. So let me ask you this, Clinton. Yes. If somebody came up to you and said, hey, this is a very anticipated album. Kanye <laughs> West is, he's, he, listen, the guy has a track record, track record. He's done his work. You get a chance to go to the stadium, listen to his album, and hey, Kanye is going to be there. You win or no? No. The only chance I'm in on a Kanye-related live event these days, and by these days I mean in this administration, yep. um, is if I'm getting the full bore, like limo to the crib, mm-hmm. champagne in the limo, mm-hmm. various hospitality suites that me and my friends can tear up and destroy. I don't want to even probably meet Kanye. And then I want full escort out so that I don't have to stand in line or wait in the parking lot with all these jabrones that are buying $300 Donda t-shirts. So it's okay. everything but Kanye. Everything yes. but Kanye. But, and it do. needs to be the full max. Like I need to so be what am I at missing the hotel there? by the stadium too. What am I missing there? Are they selling tickets? Like are these expensive? What are concessions? Like, Is it like a football game but there's no football game? It's like going to watch a football team practice basically. So okay, training camp. Basically. A lot of people do that. <laughs> <Training camp. laughs> Shouts to Rams camp. I was there last but, week. It was fun. And it was free, right, Clint? <laughs> yeah, that's but true. But Kanye is offering, he's um, selling $50 chicken tenders. $50 what do you, chicken wait, wait, tenders. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? What do you mean he's selling fifty dollars chicken? Dinner? So there's I, I don't concessions, know and okay. there was a like a photo that people were uh-huh. sharing around of all the prices of the different um, concessions they were having, and one of them was yes, fifty dollars chicken tenders. I don't even I didn't even see a picture isn't of chicken this, tenders. Isn't this a power of the people? Don't buy fifty dollars chicken tenders. Right, but hold on, and Funches knows this. The ancestors do not look kindly upon charging no, fifty dollars. No sir, no sir, tenders. that can't happen. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. 
You know what I mean? Can't All of y'all anywhere. out there, young aspiring party planners, do not invite black folks to an event in which you're charging fifty dollars for chicken. And the sad right part, Clint, is that people bought it. Let me tell I mean, you guys, let me tell you guys something right now, Clinton. You just set up the table of you need a limousine, you need your buddies there, I need the you need full a luxury rider. suite. Let me tell yeah. you what I need. Get me an Uber. I'll pay for it. Okay. <laughs> I don't care where my tickets are. I'm going to this uh, to this album release, listening to Kanye or watching Kanye move around and not do anything. I- I'm in. I- I'm I'm live streaming right now what Kanye is doing. You didn't, didn't they live stream him basically sleeping for six seven hours? Yeah. Something along those yeah. Lines? I watched the whole I thing. Watch the whole thing. Imagine how much of a nightmare this guy was to the entire stadium staff. Like you got to have people around the clock so Kanye West can program beats and. Sing into a what an unbelievable moment in in United States history. Uh, This is this what day is August six. This guy's living in the Atlanta United locker room. Like, what are we doing? You know He's what living I'm in saying? a uh, what it looks like to be like a dorm room in college, but like I a mean, really crappy dorm room. We will look back at this day and this time as one of the. I don't know. I'm not even going to try. All right, we got the dump coming up next. I appreciate you guys educating me on what Kanye is doing, and I still don't. I still don't fully understand what's happening. He's wearing there. a mask, though. So um, <laughs> we got a lot of good topics coming up next. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show, Travis and Sliwa show. This is seven ten ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. We appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Okay, a couple of topics we didn't get a chance to get into, Clinton. Uh, By the way, Dodgers, Angels, three-game set. Obviously, big series for the Dodgers. San Francisco Giants playing the Brewers. See if the Dodgers can gain some ground. A mayor in Japan apologized after biting into an athlete's gold medal because covid uh, probably shouldn't be doing that at this time. I, I got a quick question for you, Clint. Let's just say, hypothetically, you go out there to the Olympics, you bring back a bronze, all right? Yeah. And then you go back to your hometown, and you want everybody, they're celebrating you. They're celebrating what Clint Yates just accomplished. Sure. The fire trucks are out. We've got the bunting. Everybody's out. Town, got yeah. a parade going on, the whole right. thing. Are you passing around this? I mean, how much have things kind of changed? Because... When I originally read this, I didn't make that much of a big deal of it. I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, of course, you got the gold medal. Are you kidding me? Or the bronze or something along those lines? Yeah, that's what you do. You bite into it. Is it? Are we? Are those you days all over? You bite into your own. Yeah. You don't – like if somebody – okay, so here's what I would do. That is I would have like a security guy and be like, listen, he is the steward of the medal, if you will. So if you want to take a picture with the medal, you got to deal with this guy. But if you bite my medal – you're getting a swift kick to the junk. You that is disrespectful. This? Has this you know ever what I'm saying? happened? Has this what ever are we happened? doing? Back in the days when we were actually all in an office, you let somebody borrow a pen, right? <laughs> and then they're like, I'm like, are you chewing on the end of the pen? <laughs> That's my freaking no, pen. He did the hand <laughs> no. motion where it was like the moment you realized that you put something in your mouth. Uh, yeah, that was and you're yours. just having a conversation <laughs> with the same person. Like, That's my freaking pen. Get out of your mouth. Uh, to be fair, I have done yeah. that before, but that's a pen. That doesn't require a lifetime of work okay, to but, get to okay. a dag on a lip you right. had to bring You're home. Right. You know, right. but can I ask matters. you a question? Can I ask you a question? Yes. But not even a question, a favor. Don't chew on somebody else's pen, please. I chew on my own pen, so I can understand that. But like people aren't just walking around handing out medals. That's right, not got, something you think about, you know. Let's let's stay with the Olympics for a second. Yes. Allison Felix has become the most decorated American track athlete was a, with a bronze medal in the 400 meter final. So, now am I right here, Emily? Did he? Did she tie? She tied, right? 
Am I correct on that one? Yes. Or, mo- okay. Yes. She okay. is the most decorated female athlete and ties for the most decorated track athlete. Ties for the most uh, most decorated. Are you, Clint? Give me your uh, what, what's what's your deal here with the Olympics? Are you watching every one of these events? I know I'm, we're doing I'm, our prep I'm, call. I'm Sweden and Canada. Enough. I was playing soccer. I'm doing enough to keep myself entertained. The app situation is such a myriad disaster that I'm like, listen, if I turn something on and I see it live, excellent. But I'm not chasing around the networks. I can't do it. That's it. Um, for Allison, what was really cool about that is that that was actually her first bronze. You know, all the others were golds and silvers, so she's got the full compliment now for all of you want to want to bite into it when you go over to her house. Okay, so I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not going out of my way to watch every event. A lot of times, um, I, I pay for the the YouTube service where yeah. basically, yeah, I, I kind of get the shorter version of everything, whatever the case is. So I'll go on YouTube if there's something there. They some world record is broken, something along those lines. But I'm gonna tell you right now, tonight, seven thirty. You're telling me we got USA taking on France? Tell me at least you're going to watch that one. Oh, 100%. This is an actual good basketball game. Yeah. Reminder, current streak against the Frenchman for USA basketball, 0-1. All right? And that right. 0-1 happened two weeks ago. It wasn't like it was five years ago. You know what I mean? So this is a nice matchup. Nick Batum had a tremendous block to end that last game to send France to this game. That, look. You can say what you want about like American exceptionalism and how people think that we should be beating the brains off of everybody. I like basketball. And the garden variety level of the average player in FIBA is higher than it was at any point in my life. And some of these games are very, very entertaining. Okay, It's a different brand of ball, Sliwa. And I don't necessarily need to see the Americans win to enjoy it. Well, this is, this is the big difference, too. For a lot of these other countries... This game means more than the United States of America. Sure. It just, it's the truth. You know, when people want to sit here, the only time I hear people talk about USA basketball, you know when it is, Glenn? When the USA doesn't either blow a team out by 30 or they lose a game. That's the right. only time they talk about USA basketball. They're not sitting there watching every game. They're, and I, listen, I fall into this as well. I'm as big of a basketball fan as, as uh, you're going to find. For other countries... This means more than the USA basketball. So that that kind of gives an advantage, in my opinion. Listen, France is not as talented. France is not going to be expected to win. And I'm not saying that they want it more than the players that are actually there, but I think it would mean more to their country than it would mean to the United States because we're spoiled with these riches when it comes to USA yeah, basketball. Yeah, that may be true, but I think the overall notion of like who's got better talent and who, mean, who things mean more to, I think is... Viciously screw, uh, sort of screwed up in terms of the FIBA setup. Like, yo, wanting it more is not like some bad advantage. I mean, USA basketball is wayward in what their actual goal is. Are you trying to develop young stars? Are you trying to find a way to make sure we're just beating down everybody else and bring back medals? What is the actual goal of the development of USA basketball? Is a separate question to be answered that I think in this case, they've had to figure out some really difficult answers too. Okay, final one. I'll make this one quick. You watched football yesterday, Steelers and the uh, Cowboys' first uh, preseason football game? Zero seconds. <laughs> Bro, I'm with you. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> uh, listen, listen, I'm I'm all in, but the season's got to start here. Yeah. I can't be doing this. You know, I, I got to have some meaningful games here, obviously, uh, that one. Not be, but I will tell you this. Nice to be able to flip the TV on and football's back. Nice For to sure. be able to see 